everybody. We are here for our season one recap and we're going to take a little bit of time to talk about how the first season went and where we're going with the podcast. And as a reminder, I'm Elena. Hi, I'm Rebecca. Yeah. So we really hope that you enjoyed the episodes of season one and I'm really excited for season two. Me too. Um, we're going to be talking all about therapy mm-hmm. in season two, which, I mean, no brainer, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, we're we're both therapists. And <laughs> obviously, we talked about therapy stuff in season one, but season two is going to be kind of more intentionally about therapy, like how to find a good therapist, the systemic issues in mental health care, the history of mental health care, psychology uh, in the Western world. Um, and so many other things because there's just such a complexity to mental health and mental health care and therapy. And we've been in the game for years. Oh yeah. And so we just have so much more to say about all of that. Um, and I think it'd be really interesting and really helpful for people. And like, I don't really expect people to know about some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, if you're seeking a therapist or a psychiatrist or something, I think people kind of run into some of this stuff, obviously, Um, but I don't know. I love deep dives and I love like really going into all of this. And so, um, yeah, I feel like season one, we learned a lot and we're still learning. Like we're still trying to figure everything out, but I can't believe we did a season one. I know. Yeah. It's so exciting. I mean, I feel like we accomplished a lot. I feel like we learned a lot. We, um, you know, we both started this never having really done anything like this before. So we were like, okay, let's start a podcast. And it was like, okay, how do you do that? We'll figure it out. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I didn't know anything about the technology. I didn't know Mm-mm. anything about how it worked, recording, the best like way to record. All of that is, you know, all new to us. And I'm just really proud that we were able to figure it out and we got resources and we you know, made something really cool that people have seemed to really enjoy listening to. So I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a fun learning experience. And at times it's been kind of like, oh my gosh, like how, (laughs) how do we do this or how do we fix this? And, you know, anytime there's technology involved that, um, you are learning, it's like, okay, like what do we need? How are we using it? What do we need to adjust? And so, um, that's not really stuff that we're going to focus on or talk a lot about, but it's just a reality of, I think, podcasting or using any kind of technology. And so sometimes that's like, oh my gosh, like, how do we, yeah. <laughs> like, how do we make this better? How do we fix this? But I feel like we go with the flow and yeah. roll with the punches. And overall, it's been a really fun experience and it has been really cool to hear people's feedback and, and that they're enjoying it. And, um, I think really, as we said in the first episode, our goal was to take these conversations out into the world because we have so many nuanced and I feel like we think interesting conversations. <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah, we, we have something to say and it's been cool to actually start. And I think you hear a lot like progress over perfection you know just start just get going and I think if it was going to be perfect we would have just been waiting forever you know that's just not really how it works and so 
yeah, I feel like we both feel really good about it and mm-hmm. we're in a good headspace to get started on season two. And since we talked all about social media in season one, something we wanted to do today was sort of do like, I guess a bit of a recap, you know, of social media and our relationship with it. Yeah, check-in. Yeah, sort of sort of a check-in. Um, so where are you at with social media? Like how, I don't know. Yeah. How, this, how do you feel about it? <laughs> <laughs> this season really got me looking more at my own personal habits on social media. I think just doing all the research that we did and talking about it and having it kind of on the forefront of my mind during episodes kind of uh, led me to, I talk about this a lot, like the observing self that we have, we can all access is like this part of you that's just constantly kind of witnessing and watching what you're doing. And that part of me was very activated when I was on social media this past, you know, few months because of that. And it kind of heightened. And for me, I think it made me a little bit more authentic on social media. Like it I felt very much pressure on what I was going to say and what I was going to do and how I was going to show up and do I look perfect and how, how do I sound and is my messaging exactly what clients are looking for and how to find those like perfect little blips of information that are going to amass so much realization in a person and like that isn't how therapy works like it's no there no. that's why therapy is such an intensive process it's why you go for months if not years sometimes to unpack things and I was feeling like I really had the thought in my head that I could produce something as impactful as six months of therapy in a one-liner 15 second TikTok. <laughs> that is so much <laughs> pressure that is so much pressure it's crazy yeah it's really not okay no. and no you know just like realizing that i'd be like i'd literally be about to make a TikTok, and i'd be like okay how do i frame this difficult concepts like for example like you know healing from parental abuse right how do i summarize that in a one-liner so i can speak to the hearts of people so they could get to know me as a therapist so they could understand who i am so that they can connect to that i'm like you can't no like the answer is there is no answer like right (laughs) you can't do that Mm -mm. and so i've realized that i think this season has really helped me to realize how manipulative social media is not only for the people who are consuming it but for the people who are making it and the algorithm and how manipulative algorithms are and it also kind of for me just helped me to kind of shed that and be like i'm just gonna say what i want to say I'm going to post what I want to post. If I have a reaction to a video, I'm going to stitch it or like put my two cents in and leave it at that. You know, I'm not going to feel the pressure to post every day. I'm not going to feel the pressure to create like the perfect phrase or the perfect content. Um, And the people who enjoy it will enjoy it. And the people who don't will just keep scrolling and that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um. I've had a similar experience, um, but the outcome is a little bit different, at at least at this point. I said in an episode in season one, I don't remember which episode, but I actually deleted TikTok and Reddit in January. Um, And I just used Reddit like personally. And TikTok, I pretty much just, it was personal use mostly. Um, I had sort of dabbled in 
doing videos related to being a therapist and it kind of being like a work TikTok um, or like for my business. But I never really went too far with it. And I just found that I was getting really consumed by all of the information and experiences and opinions that were on TikTok and Reddit especially. And I've gotten on Reddit a handful of times since January, but it's kind of to look at something specific. Um, I don't have that app on my phone. I recently downloaded TikTok because I was really thinking about getting into TikTok again for my work as a therapist. And I posted like one video and <laughs> um, that lasted, I guess, a week because I really had this realization of like, I don't want to be on social media as a therapist. And so I deleted the TikTok account. I've wiped my Instagram account. Um, I still have my personal one, which is private and just like for friends and whatever. So like that's different. But as a therapist, like I don't want to show up on social media. I don't want to educate. I don't want to perform. I don't want to dedicate the time and the energy to really building that because if you want to go somewhere with it on social media, it is a lot of work. And I, I think people easily dismiss that, but it's a lot of content creation, editing, consistently posting, engaging with your following. And like, I just finally embrace that I'm not willing to do what it takes. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I'm so freaking proud of you. That's Thanks. amazing. Like, it's yeah. so true. It's toxic and it's awful. It's manipulative. And you shouldn't have to feel this pressure to, to show mm -mm. up in that way. Yeah. And I tried for so long to feel balanced about it. And, and what you said about being like, you know, I don't care. I'm just going to post what I want to post and what I want to post. And it's like, I tried for so long to really adopt that attitude. And sometimes it worked for me. Um, and I think the allure of social media, at least in terms of having a business, is that there's so much opportunity, right? It's like you can amass a following and connect with so many people and then, you know, people will want to become a client or buy your courses or sign up for your newsletter or whatever it is. And it's like I always really struggled with that because obviously we have to survive and money is a part of that. But really what I hate about capitalism is that almost anything is monetizable and people will try to do that. And again, I don't necessarily like blame individuals for that because like we're all trying to survive the system that we're in. Um, but I'm just like, I don't want to monetize social media. Like yeah. just because you can do that, just because the opportunity is there and millions of people are on social media, it doesn't mean that you have to monetize it. You don't have to monetize what you love either. Like if you're an artist and you love creating certain kinds of paintings or drawings, like you can just do that. You don't have to post your artistic process in a reel or TikTok or whatever. And it's like, there's a lot of amazing people on social media who post a lot of really valuable things. And, and I like engaging with what people post, but it also doesn't mean that I have to be somebody who's contributing to it. Um, and it's been really freeing to be like, yeah, I'm opting out of this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like there's a whole world that does exist outside of social media. And there is so much that existed before social media. And yeah. I feel like I have this, uh, this spirit, this personality that is very much like rebellious in a sense of like, 
I've kind of always rejected certain norms or kind of the way things are. And I feel like as a therapist, just in general, I've done a lot of things different from, um, I don't know, what's sort of like accepted or considered typical or what most people would recommend. And it doesn't mean that I'm superior, that I'm better than anybody or that I'm like the best therapist ever or anything like that. But it's just about authenticity it's about really being in alignment with like what works for me what do I want to do like so what if every other therapist is on social media like it doesn't mean I have to do it I don't know so I'm kind of giving I love that a lot of info but it's so true because you can't you can't show up fully as a therapist on social media without sacrificing something Mm -mm, because like those big social media influencers who have amassed the millions of followers at a time or the hundreds of thousands of followers, they're not, they're not able to, you know, provide everything that a therapist should be able to provide. They have to kind of, you know, constantly be looking for information to share, constantly be looking for, ways to connect to people and it becomes this trap and that's why you see a lot of people burning out or a lot of therapists who end up just becoming content creators they stop seeing clients Mm -hmm. i I see that all the time i know i do too and i'm like (laughs) i think it's a pathway for some therapists and that's totally fine like if you're if your spirit is like i want to you know content create and be an influencer i think that's a valid job like i think it's awesome whatever but it's if your passion is doing the individual therapy is building a private practice is working with individual people. I think it's really, really challenging to do both because they are two full-time jobs. Unless you have the ability to outsource that and have somebody else making posts for you and somebody else making content and video and reels and Instagram, I mean, and TikTok videos, whatever it's, it's impractical if not impossible for you to do that and show up for all of your clients fully and authentically it's really hard yeah it is it is because right now I have a caseload of I think 28 well maybe 29 people and you know I see anywhere from like 15 to 18 clients a week and those are ongoing relationships those are stories that I'm holding with people. Those are people that are dedicating their time and their efforts to being in therapy. And like, it's the most important that I really show up for them and that I'm able to really be in that space with them. And like, you know, it's never going to be perfect because I'm a human being, but like to me, like there's no real return on investing my time and my energy and emotion into social media and like I know there's people who liked things that I posted clients have found me on Instagram and like I don't regret any of that um but it's just not where I want to show up and I think I've just finally accepted that and it it finally just hit me in a very real way Mm -hmm. um And again, I mean, there are therapists who just sort of get into content creation or course creation and they don't really see that many clients and really no judgment. Mm -hmm. It's not that everybody needs to be doing what I'm doing. it's like a valid form of like supporting their community. No, it is. Because this information needs to go out and be out. But can you like, can you realistically do both? I mean, I can't. I don't know. Maybe some people, maybe some people do, but what you were saying about outsourcing, I think is such a big 
part of it, right? And I tried that at different times. Like it's been a long time ago now, but I had like a social media manager who would do like posts and things like that. But I also hated that because it wasn't really authentic and I wasn't really creating anything. And so like none of it sounded like me or looked like me. Um, and you know, you can have virtual assistants and I mean, there's just all kinds of things you can outsource like video editing, you know, whatever. Um, but I'm also not willing to pay for that. Like, because I think if you, I don't know, you can build an audience very quickly. I think especially on TikTok, people are finding that, um, where you can really amass a following and you can get a really engaged following. Um, but I think even if I were to do that in a relatively short amount of time, I'm also not interested in people's opinions on <laughs> That's my the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to hear it. <laughs> no. And it's like, I, yeah. I think really here, here's, I think is an important point to all of this that like the older I get, the more I heal and the more I grow, the less need I have for distractions and the less need I have for other people's validation, perspectives, and opinions. Yeah. And just for context, I'm 31. I started therapy when I was 19. Like, I've been doing a lot. You're like a therapy, like, <laughs> I mean, what's the highest level of a, a therapy enlightenment you could get? Like, she's like, I'm a master therapy client. <laughs> I have amassed hours, hundreds of hours in this. I really I am amazing, <laughs> which you are. Like I vibes. <laughs> Kudos to that. Nineteen, like that's a long time. No, to yeah, in and out of therapy. That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I really like. It's. I don't know. It's funny now. It's like I mean, I started because I was desperate. Right. You know, I was like super depressed, and so I was like, okay, I got to do something, but. Um, it's so funny because sometimes when things happen of like people try to manipulate me or like guilt trip me, I'm just like, you picked the wrong one. Like I, (laughs) like I have been in therapy for what, like 12 years now. I've been a therapist for almost six years. Like, it's just, I'm not it. That like, is one don't. of the things I love about you, though. Like, honestly, because I have a not. Like, I mean, I've been a therapist for a while. And, like, I, mm-hmm. I have a large understanding and awareness as as a client. But I didn't start going to therapy um, until I was, like, 27, 28. Oh, my gosh. That's, like, more recently than oh I, God, I yeah. even thought. I was in grad school when oh, I started yeah. for my master's. That's and, like, right. you know, okay. in grad school, they're like, you should go to therapy, yeah. too. And I was like... <laughs> what like I'm terrified what is that I'm training to be something that I can't even show up for (laughs) I you're not alone in that though um since then I have gone to many hours of therapy but I mean sometimes like I'll talk to you about something and you'll just be like no I'm not I'm not fucking doing that are you kidding me no like that's ridiculous Rebecca and I'm like oh my god this is amazing (laughs) like maybe I can achieve this level of greatness one day You're killing me. This is so funny. It's so true, though. Like, it's really awesome that, like, and sometimes I look at you and I'm like, obviously, like, our paths are not going to always be linear and reflective. But I, oh, but I do also think about, like, your experience in therapy and, like, where you coming from with your boundaries and how, like, I could get to that point one day. 
Because, like, I still struggle, like, especially with family <laughs> stuff. Like, I think also, like, we've talked about this, like, cultural differences and things like that. But, like, sometimes the family boundaries, I'm like, I can't say this to this person. Like, uh, and Elena's like, no, you can say it. <laughs> I'm like, I need to upgrade my therapy level <laughs> because then maybe we will exist in the same plane. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's where this can be achieved. (laughs) It's really funny. And like, I guess to that, I will say like, things will happen either, you know, in work or in my life where I recognize I need to sort of hold a boundary or communicate it or whatever. And like, I think I know it on a deep level that I still will kind of do what I need to do, but it doesn't mean there's no emotion. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it's still like I will say there's much less turmoil in it and like I get there quicker than I did like, you know, earlier in my life. Um, So it does get easier. Yeah, it definitely does. That's good to know. I mean, I think it does. I don't know. (laughs) I think it does. And it's like it's practice um, and it's kind of I sort of see it as like strengthening the commitment to yourself and Mm -hmm. and I feel like part of that is developing trust with yourself within yourself um really believing in your worthiness as a human being like I think there's really deep things that connect to you know making decisions that are good for you when Mm -hmm. you can and boundaries and and all of that stuff and um yeah, I feel like this, of course, got into this like really know, interesting conversation. <laughs> I know we're already in season two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We jumped right in. No. I love it though. I I think it's, I think it's a great decision that you've made for yourself, and I love that we can be flexible to you know, if that doesn't work for you at a certain point, like you can change and do something different mm-hmm. that works for you where where your energy is at. And I think too, as our like our situations and circumstances change the people we have around us or the things that are important to us are going on in our lives. Social media will either take a front or back seat to that. And I think that's okay to say, like, I think there's too much addiction to social media, which yes. we didn't really even dive into. And we can maybe do that in another season, maybe in our relationship season, like relationship with uh, social, with social media, media, like addiction, was, yeah. things like that. Um, because, there is this like concept of it where it is an addiction that people have. It creates this like dependency and it's hard to quit. It's hard to say no because it's really manipulated our minds into thinking that it's a necessary part of our existence. And it kind of creates this imbalance of, or like there's a hold on our society that like, if you're not on social media, there's like inherently something bad about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like weird to people yes right yeah and I have felt that before too where someone like when Facebook I guess was like a bigger thing among our generation (laughs) um however many years ago that was and it's like someone didn't have Facebook and you're like dude what why like it was kind of this hard thing almost to to understand um and I haven't felt that way Mm -hmm. in a long time but I think whatever is the norm if you're not doing that, people are like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and they're not necessarily judgmental, but it's it's confusing for people sometimes, mm-hmm. I, I think. Um, and, 
you know, social media is designed to keep you on social media. And I actually never watched, what was that documentary? Oh my gosh. I know what you're talking about. The one that talked about, uh, it's like the social Uh, dilemma. Is that what it's called? Yeah, um, maybe you're looking it up. I am looking it up. <laughs> I'm actively looking it up, and like this is a podcast, so we have to. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like for this podcast, I think it is whatever. the social dilemma design. Yeah, so the documentary mm-hmm. examines how social media's design nurtures addiction to maximize profit and yes. maintain people's views. Yes. Um, I'm reading that off of Wikipedia. (laughs) No, no, I think you're right. (laughs) But I saw the documentary. Yeah, it's pretty much what's going on. Yeah. And I never watched it. And I really definitely need to at this point because I've heard really good things about it. Mm -hmm. But okay, this is just my personal opinion. And I'm sure that there are like studies or articles or whatever about this. But like, in my opinion, I feel like it really changes your brain, like extended not just social media, but like internet use, because like everything is bite sized. And you were saying this earlier when we were talking today, um, like it's all supposed to be digestible in like 30 seconds, like clickbait, like what is the best headline, like putting your entire week's vacation into a 30 second TikTok or 30 second reel, um, getting these, you know, one liners, as you said, that like people can just like latch on to, um, and, and just like the post and save it and send it. And it's just like, I mean, fine, but then you just lose out on all this other stuff and complex conversation and the nuance of all of these really big topics that are put into these bite-sized pieces. And then what I have realized, like really throughout my twenties as like social media became bigger and like having an iPhone or whatever smartphone is that like it was so much harder for me to sit down and just read like a book or just yes. read something for like an extended period of time because it's like my brain was so really trained and used to like consuming a quick little graphic and especially now that video content is really king. I mean, Instagram is like pushing that so much because they see the success of TikTok um, and, you know, TikTok is what it is. And so that is something where like I see these like Instagram coaches or like social media coaches talk about it too where they're like you need to grab people's attention and it needs to be quick and I'm like I don't want to like that can't always be either no and it's like I am not interested in fighting with any algorithm and and getting it to like work for me like I I don't care and I don't want my brain to be like absorbed in that like I don't want to live my life thinking like what do I need to record and how do I need to make this experience that I'm having into a post or into a video like I just yeah yeah I think that makes a lot of sense and um I hope that there's another like resource at some point that we can use to connect because I do feel like you know, with all of the, t- the advancements that we do see on social media and all the things that come out and all of that, it does bring people together. And it kind of it for a lot of people, it can like open their eyes to normalizing some of the stuff that we all suffer with, like humanity, all we all go through very similar experiences. And so sometimes it's nice to like go online when you're, you know, when you're feeling alone or you're feeling isolated or you feel like everybody else thinks differently than you, you're the only one to go online and see other people who are like you, who celebrate you, who validate you is a really powerful thing. 
but is it worth the cost? I think that's like what our season was all about. Is it worth the cost that it is doing to us? Is it worth the manipulative people who show up there and try to take that um, authentic celebratory spirit and then manipulate and say, well, but, but pay $222 (laughs) for my angel course. Is that like, is that worth? (laughs) I've literally seen that so many times. Um, and if we ever do a course together, it has to be like (laughs) six, six, six six or something (laughs) to just weed out the, (laughs) make sure we are not like (laughs) literally. And it's, it's so funny too, because like, Just as a side note about me, like, I really love weird, like, I don't know. Like, I have a skull tattooed on my thigh. Like, if that gives you any indication of how, like, Like, on board. Yeah. Kind of, like, macabre. Like, how on board with that I would be. Lore. I love a good lore. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, sorry. We digress. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole other podcast. Um, But, yeah. I think that there needs to be a better option. And I hope that one does come up. I hope that, you know, these things come for people because the issue isn't only like, uh, you know, we're adults and we're probably talking mostly to adults right now, but the, the part of this that really terrifies me is children and like how their brains are being developed. And I think mm-hmm. we're going to start to see some long-term longitudinal studies on the development of children's brains when they have a constant access to social media. And I'm concerned about what that could do. I think that it can be an amazing thing, but I also think we need to be careful um, because yes. it can be really uh, devastating and harmful to grow up and um, be constantly exposed to the world. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think too, we decided to do this for season one. I think that was why we were really passionate about starting off our podcast with this as the intention as the focus, because we want to set the stage for what we stand for, for what we're looking to do, why we're here with this podcast. And it's not just another therapy podcast. <laughs> It is just another therapy (laughs) podcast, but it's not because we really want to make changes and we want to connect to people who are here listening to advocate for those changes and and to to know, normalize that it's okay if you feel this way too. It is okay if you're like debating, deleting, getting off of social media. It's okay if you can't. And to understand why maybe though, you know, if you're not able to at this point, but it's something that you know is causing some stress in your life to know that there's a lot of people who are struggling with you and um, we're all at different stages, but that we're here to support that for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. totally. And as we were saying earlier, cause we were talking before we started recording today, like I think that's why the platform of this podcast is so appealing to us. And like for me personally, I'm really planning to get back into my blog and newsletter because that is just a form of expression and creativity along with this podcast that I think really facilitates, you know, deeper thinking, more effective connections, you know, just it allows me, allows us to get into it, like mm-hmm. sink our teeth into it. Yes. Um, Provide the nuance that social media can't. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So let's, um, Let's find out how we could find your uh, amazing blog. Like, tell <laughs> us where. <laughs> okay, thanks. Yes. Um, yeah, I'll have to start plugging this now since yes. I'm like, I can't plug in Instagram. <laughs> um, plug away. <laughs> yeah. So my website is awakentherapyco.com. 
And from my homepage, you can find my blog. I'm also going to have a page with our podcast. And um, as we uh, do show notes, I will include my website at this point. So you can find me. And to be super, super clear, I'm not stopping being a therapist. Um, No. I don't you know, just to avoid any potential confusion. <laughs> no. Yeah. You were never a therapist because you're on Instagram and no. you will still be a therapist even not on Instagram. Yeah. You're not yeah. therapy. Instagram is not therapy. No. If isn't. you haven't heard that from us yet, like social media is not therapy. <laughs> no. And again, I think it can be an awesome resource for people who yes. don't have access to the kind of care that they need that's a whole other issue and it's not your fault if you can't access therapy like and I really think we'll talk a lot about that in season two yes um and I want to plug myself no yeah uh, <laughs> I'm just like okay <laughs> I was like okay I'm gonna plug no, myself no, because plug the exciting thing that I want to talk about is that when we started the podcast I had not gone through my rebrand oh yeah that's right. yeah so at first you know my name had my business name has changed um, and so now my business goes by um, Embrace Authenticity Counseling, which I have, I'm just so proud of. I'm so excited about it. And my website is embraceauthentic.com. And I still, I do have social media. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Embrace Authenticity or Embrace Authentic. Um, depending on the platform and I do not post all the time. So good for you. Um, <laughs> I also fully support that. It is not something that I am going to, when I do post though, know that it is because I want to. And so when, when we connect on social media, I think that it makes it a little bit more authentic and knowing that like I came because I wanted to be there. I wanted to show up and I had something that I feel like is valuable to say instead of just trying to like create something out of like thin air. Um, but yeah, so take a moment to visit us, send us some feedback. Tell yes. us what you think about these, the season one. Yes. And we are maintaining an Instagram account yes. for the podcast. It's called another therapy pod. This will all be linked. Don't mm-hmm. worry. Um, but I feel much more aligned with that. I think there's a lot of structure surrounding that. And for me personally, I think it'll be easy to kind of plug in to that and really maintain our, um, podcast Instagram. I just think it's a lot more straightforward. And this podcast is really where I want to commit more of my energy to anyway. So just maintaining even just something, you know, simple in terms of Instagram. I'm like, that's fine. Um, so yeah, we're always interested yeah. in questions and feedback and, and anything else. And um, thanks for listening to our recap. Thank you. This was really fun to yes. like to sort of process. Um, and it was sort of timely because I think I announced mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Well, as of this recording. I saw it today. Okay, yeah. As of this recording, I announced, you know, the day before. Um, yeah, I'm leaving Instagram as a therapist. So it all kind of aligned. But um. Yeah, we'll leave it there. Thank you for being here. Yeah, we'll see you in season two. Bye.